Welcome to episode 6 of the Tramway Visual Arts Podcasts. In the last episode, we covered the immersive large-scale installation by world-renowned Swiss artist Christoph Buchel, which runs until the 18th of July in Tramway 2. In this episode, we are covering the other elements of Tramway's GI programme, which fill the other spaces in the venue, including work by Douglas Gordon, performative work by Graham Ito, and a film installation from young Israeli artist Karen Seiter. Whilst Buchel's installation resists mediation at all costs, seeking reactions to the work born of immediacy and proximity, what draws these exhibitions, performances and screenings together are the prominence of screens through which the work is mediated, at once detaching the audience from the work and drawing attention to its construction and setting. The GI Festival's theme, Past, Present, Future, is aptly explored in this use of film and video-based work as new, old and reworked footage sit together in the venue playing simultaneously in the different spaces in tramway. The work is there to be experienced by the audience for the first time, or maybe to be recontextualised in a different time or revisited in a new setting than which it was first conceived or received. My name is Sophia and um, I am a student at the Glasgow School of Art. And uh, you've come along to the launch of GI tonight at Tramway. Yes. What brings you along? I'm very excited to see Meredith Monk's like performance. Um, but I am also enjoying the other stuff around. There's quite a lot happening. So. And we're yeah. standing right now in uh, the uh, main theatre space, Tramway 1, in front of the Douglas Gordon work. Yes. What are you, your thoughts on the work? No, I've, I've, um, I've seen this stuff before and I think it's great. I mean, it's just being in the space watching it such a big screen is quite like it's quite a, an amazing experience in a way but yeah I think the way they kind of put the two f- films together like one reversed and one playing forward meeting in the middle is quite I guess that's quite a new thing and I yeah quite enjoying watching it I didn't quite get what was going on next door, to be honest. I, I, I do find, I do struggle with uh, videos as art. I don't. I find it quite difficult to to um, to get a grip on them and to find a way in. To them. Um, and this, Kath uh, has seen this before, the Douglas Gordon piece, and is, is explaining it, it to us at the moment. And I was just saying that actually, I like it. I love it in this space. Because is, this is the main theatre, is it? It is, yeah. yes, it is, yeah. And so actually it looks wonderful, just seeing it here looks wonderful. Yeah, I think it would well, really great use of the tramway space, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and with the bricks around, I don't know, it looks nice. Yeah, it feels quite warm and kind of uh, womb-like, doesn't it? Um, but so we're you, just talking it's about, about terror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of talking about how this works, how this piece works. I'm always really amazed by the big spaces here, and I think it's great. It's a perfect venue for exhibitions. One artist revisiting both the setting and the work afresh is Douglas Gordon, who returns to Tramway with a reimagining of his work, 24-Hour Cycle. Douglas Gordon, born in 1966, is a Scottish artist who studied at the Glasgow School of Art. His work often features the layering or juxtaposition of filmic works in new contexts. Among his many achievements as an artist, Gordon was the 1996 recipient of Britain's Turner Prize and in 1997 was awarded Premio 2000 at the Venice Biennale. And in 1998, he was presented with the Hugo Boss Prize at the Guggenheim Museum in Soho. Most recently, Gordon worked in collaboration with Philippe Pareno to produce a film about world-renowned French football player Zinedine Zidane. This video watches Zidane's movements through an entire game and captures Zidane in a multi-dimensional space, leading the spectator to experience the sensations and movements of an athlete. The soundtrack of the film was performed by Scottish band Mogwai. 
24-hour cycle was made for tramway in 1993 and displayed in tramway 2 during the same year. The exhibition is a slowed-down version of Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 film, Psycho. A different take on a familiar classic, it introduces many of the important themes in Gordon's work. Recognition and repetition, time and memory, complicity and duplicity, authorship and authenticity, darkness and light. Douglas Gordon, talking about the work in 2002 in relation to its inclusion in the exhibition What Have I Done at the Hayward Gallery London, described his wish to honour the original Hitchcock work and authorship. He said, 24-hour cycle, as I see it, is not simply a work of appropriation. It is more like an act of affiliation. It wasn't a straightforward case of abduction. The original work is a masterpiece in its own right, and I've always loved to watch it. I wanted to maintain the authorship of Hitchcock so that when an audience would see my 24-hour cycle, they would think much more about Hitchcock and much less, or not at all, about me. The new work offers perhaps the most succinct and imposing manifestation of the theme, playing as it does with our knowledge of the famous original and the inescapable sense of foreboding conjured by the images. Taking us a further step from the original Hollywood narrative, 24-hour cycle back and forth and to and fro continues many of the important themes in Gordon's work, such as repetition, time, memory, authorship, darkness and light. My name's Graham Eastoff and um, I'm presenting a piece at Tramway as part of Glasgow International called This Time With Feeling and it's um, on in Tramway 4 from the 27th. I'm really excited about, about lots of the work. Um, the, the Linda performance I think will be really uh, fascinating I mean, it's, it sounds like an extraordinary thing at the Arches, um, a 13 hour performance and obviously kind of has a direct relationship to some of the ideas that, that um, we're looking at in this time with feeling. And it's great that Linda's gonna be part of the symposium to, um, to talk about her, her work um, then. Shrigley exhibition, always like a bit of Shrigley. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it'll be amazing to see 24 hour cycle again, actually. That's a strange sort of, it's interesting, isn't it? That the, the festival's got this past, present and future uh, strap line because I guess that piece and re-showing it again in Tramway now um, has all sorts of resonances with that really I mean it, obviously that those ideas of, of reinterpreting the past are in the work itself but in this context um, I think that's quite an interesting thing I'm looking forward to seeing that. My name is Maury Jeffrey. I'm a, a journalist, a, a writer, I specialise in the, the visual arts um, I have a number of jobs, one of them is art critic of Scotland on Sunday. Tramway for me is absolutely central to the cultural life of Glasgow. I remember 1990, City of Culture, I remember being here the day the fire inspectors came in and were going to decide whether or not Tramway could open for Peter Brook's Mahavarata. And I remember the excitement of coming into this long abandoned space, the potential that this world-class theatre group we're going to come into the building and we were all on tenterhooks to see whether or not the city would actually get away with it. I've grown up through Tramway. I was a student when I arrived in the city. In this building I've seen people like the Mali Theatre of Leningrad, I've seen the Worcester Group, but above all as somebody who works in the visual arts, Tramway has suggested to me the kind of adventurousness, the possibility, the absolute ambition of Glasgow as a city and of its artists. A work like 24-Hour Cycle, which has been revisited, this GI, is a benchmark for what people can achieve. The fact that people make massive 
international breakthroughs in this space and the fact that we can attract international quality into the, the city. I'm also a local. I live five minutes from Tramway. I come here every single week with my children. Tramway and the Hidden Garden are my second home. Um, so I feel a huge amount of closeness to this building and, and what happens inside it. I was really curious about 24 Hour Cycle, back and forth, to and fro. I wondered whether you could really revisit such an important work, such a key moment, not only in a kind of artist's output, but in, in the life of the city. It seemed like a kind of ambitious but slightly risky project to, to pre present this recent restaging of 24 Hour Cycle. However, I was utterly convinced when I went into the space. Originally, 24 Hour Cycle um, was shown in another bit of the building, but to have this new version positioned against the iconic Peterbrook wall, as we describe it, shown largely through ambient light, the sheer scale of it, the, the spectacle of it, um, but also its its utter morbidity and and the darkness of the piece, you know, literally the emotional darkness against this blood red wall, um, against the bricks in the darkness. It, it it's beautiful. It rewards time and attention. Um, it's a very convincing piece of work. Alongside works by the heavyweights of the international contemporary art scene, Gordon and Buchel, Tramway is also hosting a video installation from artist Karen Seiter. Four Seasons, 2009, is young Israeli artist Karen Seiter's first exhibition in Tramway. Born in Tel Aviv in 1977, Seiter is an artist that draws heavily on performance and dramatisations. Seiter's film installation is situated in the street-facing gallery T5. Seiter's prolific artistic practice has gained an outstanding international recognition in the past few years. Since completing her postgraduate studies at the studio programme De Ateliers in Amsterdam, Saito's work has been exhibited in the CCA Centre for Contemporary Art in Kitakayushu, 2009, Wit de Wyth in Rotterdam, 2008, the Collective Gallery Edinburgh and Mumok in Vienna, both in 2007. A live performance of History in the Making or The Secret Diaries of Linda Schultz, made in collaboration with her theatre company Die Now, Dance International Europe, was performed in Tate Modern in 2009. Seiter is also a recipient of the Balois Art Prize. Seiter now lives and works in Berlin, Germany. Seiter's films have been described as kitchen sink existentialism, both literary and referencing various cinematic and televised forms, ranging across film noir, melodrama, documentary and soap opera. In this new film, Four Seasons 2009, the female lead is cast as a wayward Hollywood beauty in a neo-noir celebration of late Hitchcock meets 1980s kitsch. As the film unravels, conflicting narratives are revealed, switching between the story of Stella, a tragic tale of heartbreak and a domestic murder, and a voiceover describing the building using its architectural elements as a metaphor for human behaviour. As with much of Saito's previous work, Four Seasons features the creation of narratives, choreographed to expand our understanding of the way in which strategies and clichés of the media permeate our social reality. I'm really interested in this dialogue, past, present and future. It does seem so sort of simplistic, doesn't it? And, and general. But at the same time, it speaks to something that's really, really true and essential about the making of art, which is being situated in the now, making, reaping the kind of harvest of, of previous artworks because nobody comes to anything with clean eyes, neither as a maker or a viewer. You always look through things with your kind of historical and contextual knowledge. And then it's about this process of kind of projecting yourself forward. You know, where does this work go? People who see it, where does it, it take them? It's almost like understanding the making of art as being a kind of handing of a, 
oh my goodness, I sound like I sound like Sebastian Coe, but you know, handing on the Olympic torch. But essentially, that's what art practice is. It's about the the kind of consumption and distribution of knowledge, of experience, of skill, um, and also one of the things which I think is 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 interestingly not really understood or talked about, but of emotion. People come to see these things and they, they create feelings in them, whether they're feelings of horror or pleasure or recognition. And you, you carry those with you. You carry those with you. For me, you know, this building has such a kind of personal and emotional history that everything I see in this space relates to things that I've seen here before. And I imagine that, you know, when I come back tomorrow, I'm still going to be carrying all these images. So this notion of past, present and future, it's the sense that, you know, lived experience and culture is this endless unrolling and reworking. During the GI Festival, T4, the smaller of the two theatre spaces in the venue, is being used to house a variety of screenings and performances as part of the Artist Film and Performance Programme. Running from Friday 16th of April to Sunday 25th of April and on Monday 3rd of May in T4 from 11am to 3pm is Photography is Easy, a selection of videos by Leslie Thornton, curated by London-based artist James Richards. Over the last 30 years, Leslie Thornton has been producing a body of work that explores the boundaries between formal rigour and the emotive power of images. Combining archival footage, performance and home video, the film and video work of Leslie Thornton is notable for its fierce experimentation and emotional sensitivity. Having studied with Hollis Frampton, Stan Brackage, Paul Charitas and the State's University of New York Buffalo, her lush, complex works explore the mechanisms of desire and meaning while probing past the boundaries of language and narrative conventions. Difficult to categorise or describe, Thornton's works are steeped in theoretical interest and filled with a rich and intuitive imagery in experimental narratives, crossing science fiction, feminism, collage, ethnographic and documentary forms. Not widely known in the UK, this long overdue retrospective screening of Thornton's work, curated by London-based artist James Richards, includes seminal films by the artists such as Sahara Mojave, 2006, Strange Space, 1992, Photography is Easy, 2006, and Novel City, 2008. Running from Friday 16th of April to Sunday 25th of April and Monday 3rd of May in T4 from 3pm to 5pm is The Voice is a Language, a diverse events programme of artist film and performance which orbits the legacy of avant-garde pioneer Meredith Monk. Featuring Sophie McPherson, Meredith Monk, James Richards, Cara Tolmey and Sue Tompkins, The Voice is a Language takes its title from Monk's description of her own practice. The programme includes rare screenings of Monk's innovative films and is complemented by Peter Greenaway's 1983 documentary, Monk. This year at GI we have a lot of film and video work with very, very different kind of aesthetics. Some of it is um, incredibly consummate, high-definition film and video um, other stuff feels quite kind of home, homemade and improvised. Meredith Monk's work for me is an incredible touchstone for, for contemporary art. Interestingly, she, she's now understood as a, a key influence um, for very important figures like Bruce Nauman, um, a, a whole range of conceptual artists in the American 60s and 70s. And I think for me, the pleasure of seeing Meredith Monk's work in this context is how homemade in some ways it is, how improvised, how deliberately unspectacular and for me the idea that in in you know the series of, of installations that you have within the tramway building for GI that you have this kind of counterpoint this 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 work that doesn't rely on 
vast numbers of technicians that simply relies on the human voice, the human body, homemade props, a virtually empty room. Um, the, the, the work is incredibly kind of moving. And in the Christoph Buchel project, I think we have this kind of notion of the kind of spectacularized body, the exploded body. And in Meredith's monk work, this very, very simple human body moving in, in space, which I find incredibly affecting. A filmmaker, dancer, choreographer, composer and singer, Monk came to prominence in New York in the 1970s and 80s. Developing groundbreaking forms, musicality, her unique collision of sound, image and performance atomized these very classifications. And Monk's work still continues to inform and influence a wide range of younger practices, both locally and internationally. Bringing together a diverse range of contemporary artists, The Voice is a Language explores the ripples and resonances of Monk's work not simply through her direct influence, but via the dispersal of practices attuned to the deployment of the human voice across performance, music, video and written word. The Voice as a Language sets out to illuminate Monk's legacy both as a seminal moment within a multidisciplinary art history and as a starting point from which to navigate the dense, seductive and dynamic terrain of exceptional contemporary practices today. This programme has been curated by Adela Lever Yap, editor-at-large for MAP magazine. Both programmes of film and performance work will be shown daily and are free to attend. For more information or to check screening dates, visit the Tramway website. Also being hosted in T4 is a one-off performance of The Party, a play conceived by American artist Alexis Marguerite Teplin and written by Rachel Kushner, Pablo Lafriente and Michael Ned Holt. I'm Amanda Catu, I'm Head of Visual Arts at the Scottish Arts Council. I'm really excited about GI. It's a fantastic festival for the visual arts. It's a great thing for Glasgow. It's a great thing for Scotland. Um, my job is about promoting the visual arts um, in and from Scotland. So for me, GI is a major aspect of our calendar. And I'm uh, just really excited to be here. I think what it does is it provides a real spotlight uh, for Glasgow because Glasgow is special for the visual arts all year round, has been for many, many years. GI just provides that opportunity to lift that up a bit and uh, I think because we're not very good sometimes at really celebrating how good we are, GI is that one opportunity to say, you know, it's international, it's really high quality, it's about the artist and it's also very much about the public. So for me it's a really important event for me GI is a major platform for the artists that are showing but at the end of the day uh, artists want to make work that people are going to come and see come and think about come and engage with so any festival like this is about the public uh, and whoever you imagine the public might be the public isn't something I can ever assume but um, it's for anybody who is interested is curious who wants to spend some time away from their day-to-day just getting excited about ideas and different thoughts about the world so it's always about the public but it's the artists that make that happen. The final work being shown as part of Tramway's GI Festival programme this time with feeling combines video installation and interactive live performance. Artist Graham Etoff, better known as the creative director of Suspect Culture, has created This Time With Feeling as a direct attempt to create a hybrid work that draws on theatre making processes in a visual arts context. Graham started out performing in much of the Suspect Culture's early work before co-directing Airport in 1996 with David Gregg, after which he directed all the company's work and became full-time artistic director. 
The work is presented as an installation with live performers and will be open to the public in T4 from Tuesday 27th of April to Saturday 1st of May between 11am and 6pm. The This Time with Feeling project has been supported by the National Theatre of Scotland, GI Festival and Tramway. It seeks to explore ideas of performance in everyday situations and how these ideas and the theatre vocabulary that informs them shape the ways in which we try to communicate and emotionally connect with each other. As part of the project, Tramway are also hosting a symposium on Sunday 2nd of May from 1pm to 5pm. The symposium brings together practitioners from the disciplines of theatre and the visual arts, as well as those who work in between and across the two, to explore the relationship between these art forms and recent developments in both. In recent years there's been much attention given to ideas of theatricality in the visual arts, with a wide range of references being made to concepts and practices from the world of theatre, in art criticism and new work. What can audiences expect when they enter the space? Um, well, I, I guess the, the, the obvious additional element to the other sort of video-based work is um, the live performance element. It's a fairly um, minimal kind of performance, but it's something that people can interact with once they've seen the, the video, which will be presented at the front of the space on a projection screen they can enter into an area, a kind of backstage area, if you like, behind the projection screen, where there's a performer um, to meet them. <laughs> it's, um, it's not as scary as it, uh, as it might first appear. I know people can be uh, understandably wary of interactive performance, and in, indeed I am one of those people. But um, it's, a, it's an important part of the piece, and it makes sense when you see it as a whole. And it's not something that, as an audience, you particularly have to do a lot for. I mean, it really is just a question of going behind the scene, this little bit of performance, and then coming back out again. Um, hopefully not too traumatised. <laughs> I guess the, the, the real uh, concrete, when it became focused, was, was um, a collaboration that I made with Katrina Brown, the, the curator, the director of GI, and Graham Fagin who's a, a Glasgow-based artist who's, who's worked a lot with ideas of theatre in the past. And Katrina sort of introduced us to each other and we went on to make a piece for Dundee Contemporary Arts where she was working at the time called Killing Time. So that was probably the first concrete manifestation of it. However, I guess the reason I was interested in it already was really through a long-standing relationship with visual arts and ideas around visual arts from my work in theatre. Suspect culture always tried to position themselves, um, for want of a better expression, at the experimental end of, of, uh, of theatre practice. And so we were always trying to be open to influences from different art forms. And I guess um, I always identified with some of the ideas around visual arts um, and allowed those ideas to influence the theatre work. So in a way, I, I suppose it was always in there really, but um, luckily in the past few years, I've had a chance to actually collaborate with, with visual artists and present my own work in a visual arts context. Graeme Mitoff's project this time with feeling speaks to me about something that's really, really important about what's happening, not only in GI, but in our cultural world which is that the previous boundaries between discipline really just have disappeared. I think there have been moments like this in the past, for example in America in the 60s, um, there, there was a kind of understanding that 
theatre, performance, music and visual art were kind of intimately connected, that these were all art forms that spoke to you kind of about the body and the mind. And I'm really, really heartened that the kind of entrenchment of different ways of doing things and looking at things is, is evaporating. I think that comes in, in two directions. It comes partly from extremely experienced practitioners like Graham, who really have helped change the way that we understand theatre making, which is the discipline that he emerged from. He's now closely related practice-wise with a number of visual artists and with musicians. Um, I think it's also come from a much younger generation whose access to technology, for example, has enabled them all to become kind of masters of, of a whole range of practices that, that people can make and do and think and use their bodies in so many different ways because it's kind of open and available. Um, I'm very, very excited that, that these boundaries are collapsing and I think it's particularly important for Tramway because it's, it, it's regarded as a home for a kind of number of streams of practice. You know, I think about it in terms of theatre and performance and I think about it in terms of visual art and suddenly those are not different things anymore. We're all speaking to each other. Which was a, another reason for my own sort of personal interest in these developments in the visual arts is it, it seemed as though there was an interest in, in theatre sort of being you know on, on the other side from the visual arts side um, so that's kind of one of the questions we're looking to explore in the symposium uh, is why that might have happened why has there been this growth in interest from the visual arts in theatre is it um, to do specifically with um, the kind of state of theatre at the moment, or is it a more general thing about ideas around performance and I don't know, celebrity, for example, um, that, that make a theatrical language more appropriate, more interesting for visual artists? It's those kind of questions that we'll be looking at in the symposium. And um, the people who'll be exploring those are both curators and, and uh, the, the directors that you, you mentioned, but also artists who have worked either from a theatre background working in visual arts or a visual arts background working towards theatre and people who sort of occupy that interesting middle ground as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to take a, a sort of uh, an overview of those developments both in theatre and visual arts over the past few years but also looking at specific examples of work and what it means really to create hybrid work, what it means to audiences, what it means to artists. Um, uh, so yeah, it should be a really interesting day, I think. And as you mentioned, there'll be, as well as kind of panel discussions, there's some more practical-based um, workshops in the symposium as well. There's been a lot of talk um, of a kind of theatricality mm. in the visual arts with events-based <clears throat> or performance-based um, work in the, in, the, in the visual arts, but do you think there's an equivalent term for performance? Is there a visuality, and how would you, you see that manifest itself? It's a really interesting question. I mean, in, in short, no, I don't think there is a reciprocal interest, really, in, in, from theatre to, towards visual arts. I mean, I guess... You know, this is obviously just my opinion, but it's always struck me that, that theatre, particularly British theatre, can be quite an insular um, art form, really, and finds it hard to look outside of the UK in terms of other theatre practice, never mind um, other art, art form practice. However, the, the, 
your question, you know, is there a, is there a corresponding visuality? I mean, there's been a, a debate for a long time in theatre now about um, more more visual work and uh, less text based work, and there can be it, it can be a kind of a slightly false argument actually. I mean, you can't really do theatre that isn't visual. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's it would be a radio play or so. There tends to, you know, good work is good work, and it will it will pay attention to all of the different production elements, be that the the staging, the the choreography, the lighting, whatever the visual elements are, as well as obviously the text, um, if there is text. So I, I don't think there is corresponding interest, but I think that the, there is a really interesting question about the visual, the developments in visual arts itself. I think there's a genuine question as to whether there is a specific interest in theatre as an art form, or whether these developments are more to do with uh, a way in which the visual arts has expanded really to include everything over the past 20 years. So just in the same way as a visual arts project today might be uh, running a cafe or um, some sort of... Um, competition or you know there's there's so many different things that visual artists now borrow from different parts of the culture uh, to incorporate into their practice and, and I sometimes wonder whether theatre just isn't another example of that so it's not so much to do with looking at theatre and thinking wow there's a really you know there's a very there's kind of a, a vibrant art form there or there's really interesting ideas at work in theatre and we need to get engaged as visual artists are more just a constant seeking on the part of artists for new languages, new reference points, new contexts in which to present their ideas. So that's, I mean, again, that's one of the, I mean, everybody would have a different answer to that, you know, I think that's one of the questions that we'll, we'll look at on the day. Admittance is free to all exhibition screenings and events happening during GI except the party, which is £4 per ticket, and the symposium for This Time With Feeling, which is free but ticketed. For tickets, contact the Tramway box office on 0845-330-3501. To find out more about the venue or to view the full programme of exhibitions and events happening during GI, visit www.tramway.org or call the box office. This podcast series is available on iTunes. Simply search for Tramway Visual Arts in the iTunes store and hit subscribe. This podcast was recorded and edited by Glasgow Podcart on behalf of Tramway.